Welcome to the Stephen McCain Podcast. My name is Stephen, and every week I bring you people doing world-class things with their physiology. Today's guest is Paul Tozer. Paul spent 25 years making video games. He's now retired. He's a longevity specialist, biohacker, hobbyist, researcher, and investor. He is doing some of the most advanced protocols and therapies in the world from telomere gene therapy, therapeutic plasma exchange, folostatin plasma therapy. You're going to be very impressed with the way this guy is going about mastering his physiology. Let's get into it. Paul Tozer, welcome to the first episode of the Stephen McCain podcast. Thanks so much, Stephen. Great to be here. Yeah, I mean, we met at Radfest and very quickly I realized that you were probably the most interesting man I had met in the biohacking space. And so, you know, we talked about, oh, you know, I've been wanting to start this podcast and you'd be a great, you know, person to kind of kick this off because you're doing some some things that are when you go to these conferences and you look at the 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 speakers, you go, okay, this is awesome. Couple years, five years, but it's still kind of like flying cars to some people, right? Yeah. You're you're actually, you know, doing these things. So let's start a little bit with tell me about your background and how you got even involved in this whole space. Yeah. So um by the way, I just want to start your talk at Radfest this year was completely awesome. Uh, you know, definitely oh, encourage anybody listening to, you know, check out the archived Radfest 2022 videos. Um, awesome talk on the importance of exercise uh, in aging. Um, well, so thank you. I was, appreciate it that. Really, really awesome. So uh, I was uh, in the video game industry for almost 30 years, uh, completely burned myself out on many occasions. Um I have to say, you know, my health has been up and down. Um, I was a weekend warrior. A lot of times uh, I focused on upper body resistance training workouts, but didn't do enough cardio. I skipped leg day way too much. My diet was was pretty poor, honestly, in my 20s and 30s uh, and, and early 40s. I uh, got to a point around the age of 47. I'm, I'm currently 50 where um, I sort of had my Dave Asprey moment where I realized, hey, being in software development is killing me. Uh, I'm not taking good care of my health and uh, I need to do a, a 180 and just do absolutely everything I can to make the next 50 years of my life as healthy as I possibly can. Yeah, I think we all and uh, everyone that's kind of an evangelist or really partakes in the space, we've all had that moment. And I remember mine, it was, you know, like, I remember thinking I have to literally, I'm fighting for my existence. You know, my my habits have gotten the best of me. And yeah. And, um, you know, careers can, we can get so sucked into those things and they can just wreak havoc on us. And uh, so, I mean, to me, you know, I'm always involved. I like the mindset and how people think. I mean, was there like a, a moment that you had that you can like recall where you're like, I have to do something? Like, you know what I mean? Was it like a dark moment or was it just like a light bulb went off? Yeah, you know, there were there were a lot of moments. Uh, burnout is a huge thing in the video game industry. There's a, a real crunch culture of people working 70 or 80 hour weeks and pulling all nighters. And so I had a lot of those kind of moments. Um, but, you know, I finally got to a point in 2018 where I realized, you know, it's time for me to um, just move in a totally different direction. Started learning everything I could about health and longevity and realized, you know, 
anti-aging is is this incredible moment in history where suddenly it's getting real results. And you're never going to hear about this in the mainstream media because they don't know what's happening. They don't understand it. They don't know how to report on it. And um, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, you know, the longevity industry was uh, longevity researchers were just sort of sitting around going, okay, how do we even begin to tackle this problem? We don't know. And since then, they've gone toward, you know, building theories and being able to test those theories and get a lot of tremendous results. And I want to talk about some of those. And so for me, it was like, hey, you know, I can actually start to dig into what's happening here. Uh, I'm smart enough. I can figure it out and uh, really start to move the needle on a lot of these things. Yeah, and, and we're definitely going to be talking about these um, these things you've done. And it, what's interesting to me is like you know every year now that you go to these conferences, like every passing year, it seems like we've gotten exponentially closer yeah. to doing something miraculous with curing aging. And it's it's getting to the point where we're like, oh my god, this is happening! Like this is legitimately going to happen. It really is. It really is. And Radfest this year was a real turning point for me. I mean, when I went to the previous Radfest, uh, I think it was 2019, um, you know, I definitely felt like, okay, this is starting to get somewhere. But this year was just overwhelming the number of things that are showing actual results and showing that, you know, uh, a lot of these theories of aging that the researchers have put together are being validated. And we now know how to intervene in a lot of them. And there are a lot of things that ordinary people like you and me can just start doing right now. Yeah, well, let's talk about some of the extraordinary things you've done, because I I still think, you know, um, you know, this stuff is is, you know, look, when most people get started in this, it's like, okay, I'm taking some supplements, I I tweak my diet, you know, I try, you know, start testing it. I change my workout, I maybe do some advanced protocols, I try some things like blood flow restriction. I improve my sleep. I track it. You know, I clean up all my personal care products and, you know, and then there's, and then you get into hormones, maybe in peptides and and some of these agents of change, but then there's the next level. This is the stuff that we're about to get into. So let's, let's talk about, you've done three things so far. Um, why don't you just lead yeah. us into the so, first one you've done? Yeah. So, so to what you were saying, you know, I'm certainly doing all of those things. Uh, I do resistance training on an ARX four out of five days a week. I do sauna. I've got a supplement routine uh, that's optimized like crazy, um, optimize my sleep. All that foundational stuff is super important, as you say, but I think it's not going to give you, even in the best case, more than maybe 15 or 20 years of an additional healthy lifespan beyond what you would get normally. And I'm really interested in this, in what are the things that are going to give you more than those 20 years, Right. The motto is, you know, if you want extraordinary results, you have to do extraordinary things, right? You're not just going to be able to do normal things and get extraordinary results. So uh, three things uh, that I really want to talk about today. Um, There are two gene therapies on mice that have dramatically extended mouse lifespan. Uh, Scientists uh, have found 41% mouse lifespan extension with telomerase gene therapy. 36% 36% mouse lifespan extension with folostatin gene therapy. Both of those are things that I am doing in two different ways or that I've done over the last two years. And they also both have really interesting secondary effects. Um, 
beyond what you would normally expect from those gene therapies. And the third one that I want to talk about is uh, therapeutic plasma exchange, which is essentially replacing your blood plasma, not the red and white blood cells or platelets or any of that, just the plasma. And that uh, is showing extraordinary rejuvenation effects in both mice and humans. Okay. And so you've done all of this in a, you know, in a span of how long? Uh, since March of last year. Okay. I wow. did the, so- uh, yeah, I did uh, telomerase gene therapy in March of last year. And then in October, I did both the therapeutic plasma exchange. And then a week later, I did uh, a certain form of folostatin gene therapy. We'll be right back. Are you looking to unlock your full potential? Well, look no further than Limitless Life Nootropics, the premier peptide vendor that caters to individuals seeking to optimize their health and performance. Sharpen your focus, boost your memory, immunity, lose fat, gain muscle, heal faster. Limitless Life turns that hypothetical into a reality for those eager to explore their limitless potential. Curated with precision and rigorously tested for excellence, Limitless Life Nootropics redefines the standards of quality, ensuring customers receive nothing but the best for their minds and bodies. Now, here's the exciting part. As a listener of the Stephen McCain podcast, you'll get a 15% discount on all peptides on every order using code McCain15. That's mccain one five at checkout. And if you use a cash-based payment option, you'll receive an additional 10% off. That's 25% off the list price. Are you ready to break free from limitations? Visit Limitless Life Nootropics today and discover a world where potential knows no boundaries. Limitless Life Nootropics, where you don't need permission to be limitless. Wow. Well, let's dive into these because let's start with the telomerase because, you know, for the listeners, you know, uh, of this that maybe don't know what a telomere is or what telomerase is, um, maybe you could kind of explain yeah. uh, what it is and why you did it and kind of the process. Yeah. So um, essentially, uh, your DNA is packaged into these long chromosomes, right? And at the ends of your chromosomes are these little shoelace tips, right? Uh, when you're a baby, when you're when you're just born, it's super, super long. And every time your cells divide, they get a little shorter just because every time a cell divides, it can copy one less telomere. And so by the time you get to be a teenager, there's something like half the length that you that they were when you were an infant or a third of the length. And then they keep getting shorter and shorter over time. Uh, and that becomes really, really dangerous because once it gets to zero, bad stuff starts to happen. Um, ideally, the cell just dies and gets garbage collected by the immune system, but it can potentially turn into a, a senescent cell, which just sits and produces inflammatory chemicals forever until you take action to get rid of it. Um, now, for me, the impetus to actually get this therapy was I did a couple of telomerase uh, tests. I'm sorry, telomere length tests. Uh, one, I think, was uh, at the end of 2020, and the other one was at, uh, at the beginning of 2021. Um, just wanted to know how long my telomeres were. So it was very interesting because I had two separate tests from two, two different vendors. One was LifeLength TAT. The other was, was SpectraCell. Both of them were totally consistent, and they both said 
your telomeres are so short, they almost don't exist. I was at the bottom 1% of the population. One of the things about telomeres, they don't just get shorter when your cells divide, but the more stress you're under, the faster they shrink. And it's very, very hard to make them any longer. And because of all the stress, I think, that I was in in the game industry in my 20s and 30s and early 40s, they were just super, super crazy short. So I looked at those two tests and I said, okay, it's the verdict is unanimous. I'm in deep trouble here. This is going to be my Achilles heel for aging unless I do something about this right away. Yeah. Now, I had tried every telomere lengthening supplement known to man. None of it made any difference, right? Um, which which my, ones just did you try? I don't mean to do that. Yeah, I tried this special one uh, from Bill Andrews called Defy Time. Um, geez, TA65? Yeah, I also tried TA65, uh, a bunch of others, uh, Astragalus. Um, yeah, and yeah. none of them made any difference for me. Yeah, I've, I've used um, off and on the uh, Astragalus IV, I think it's a 1.5, um, mm-hmm. kind of a, uh, it's a, generic version of TA65 that you could find if you, if you kind of knew what you were looking for. And I've heard, I think I heard that Bill Andrews has said, it's not like they're going to, those supplements aren't going to lengthen your telomeres, but they're going to maybe help preserve some of it potentially during stressful moments. And I'm not quoting him, but like that, that maybe you can stall a little bit of the atrophy of the telomeres. Yep. Uh, yeah, and, and that's a possibility, and it could just be that that's what they do. And because my telomeres were already so close to zero that I didn't see any effect from them personally, and I'm just a sample size of one, so I can't say for sure that supplements don't work. All I can say is that I personally didn't see any effect at all from the supplements. Yeah. Okay, so you have this uh, basically biologic emergency that you've <laughs> come across. and so <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and so it's the, like, if I don't fix this, something bad's going to happen. I don't know what, but the next 50 years are going to suck if I don't fix this right away. Yeah. And, the and only, I, mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. The only thing I knew of that could really sh- extend telomere length was gene therapy because I'd gone to Radfest in 2019. Uh, I saw an amazing talk by Liz Parrish who is the CEO of BioViva, talking about this therapy that her own company had developed and she herself had taken that showed significant year-on-year extension of her telomeres. So BioViva works with a company called uh, Integrated Health System. We'll have a link in the show notes. Um, but they do the actual gene therapy uh, in a clinic in Mexico. And so uh, I got in touch with Integrated Health Systems. It is an extremely expensive therapy just to let you know, much more expensive than anything else I'm going to be talking about today. Uh, hopefully the price is going to come down uh, soon. Are you comfortable sharing how much it was? Yeah. Well, it, let me just say it was six figures. So okay, a lot of yeah. money and not the kind of money that I really uh, would spend if I didn't feel it was uh, extremely important. Yeah. Well, this um, is like the, this is your bottleneck, right? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of interesting because it, it brings up a philosophical sort of idea of like, how much is my life worth to me? Right. I'm sure you you kind of made that calculation in your head, but I mean, granted, yes, six figures is beyond most people probably listening to this, that they're willing, willing to spend, but yet it's, it's, it's the fact that you're blazing a trail for all of us that eventually as these things come down, you know, we're going to sort of say, Hey, we've got people, we know people that have done this, they've tested it. They've seen their telomeres increase over time. And so 
Yeah. Uh, and there are a lot of people that would think absolutely nothing of spending six figures on a Ferrari or, or a Lamborghini or whatever. But then when it comes to their own bodies, they don't put in nearly the same investment. That's a, and, that's and a fantastic point. I, I, if you can I, afford, I, yeah. If you can afford a Lambo, you can afford to upgrade your body. Yeah. And I, I, I use an example of that, but I always use like, look, everyone can afford an iPhone. Somehow you bought the, the latest iPhone, but you know, yet doing a, a, a blood panel or doing some, you know, getting yourself a sauna for crying out loud, you know, which has immense effects, you know, for your life. Um, people, you know, it's a harder sell. So anyways, okay. So you decide to do this thing, decide that the, the, you research it, you find out about it in Radfest. Uh, you mentally have gotten to cross the bridge where you say, look, I'm going to do this. And then, so what is the process? You went down to Mexico? Yeah, essentially, I uh, drove down to Laredo, walked across the border to Nuevo Laredo. They had a driver pick me up in Nuevo Laredo, drive me to Monterey, stayed in a nice hotel in Monterey. Next morning, uh, the same driver takes me to a clinic. Uh, basically, they just put an IV in my arm. The whole thing lasted about 20 minutes. Um, and, uh, you know, it's very, very simple. Didn't feel any immediate effects. Um Honestly, the hardest part of that therapy was they had me on prednisone to lower my immune system at the time, oh, uh, which, you know, prednisone is, you know, an immune system suppressant. I don't think they're still doing this. If I seem to recall, I think Dr. Sewell of, of IHS was saying that they've switched away from doing this, but uh, the prednisone made me super hungry and sweaty and made it impossible to sleep. And so I'm sitting in that hotel, hotel room ordering an omelet at three o'clock in the morning and it's just... It was, it was, that was an awful feeling, but the therapy itself was, was fine. Right. It was no problem at all. Yeah. Did it feel almost anticlimactic? Like, oh my God, I yeah. just did six figures for 15 minutes. Yeah. It was totally <laughs> anticlimactic. So I just have this IV bag stuck in my arm for 20 minutes, you know, just like doing a, you know, a blood draw or whatever, not really not painful. I'm used to getting needles stuck in my arms. Um, and uh, so apparently what happens there is they have this, uh, AAV, this adeno-associated virus. It's essentially a virus that cannot replicate. Um, it's just there to transmit this DNA into your cells. And it doesn't, it goes into your nucleus, but it doesn't actually integrate with your chromosomes. It just sits there next to your chromosomes and gets transcribed as if it were an extra chromosome. Oh, and the particular one that they gave me was HTERC, human telomerase reverse transcriptase, which just generates telomerase and that telomerase then goes and makes your telomeres longer. Now, the cool thing is that I've been able to prove that this therapy worked. In terms of it absolutely made my telomeres longer. I did the same pair of uh, tests uh, after within a year after getting this treatment done by the same two vendors, LifeLength TAT and SpectraCell, and both of them showed totally consistent rates of telomere growth. So to me, that's incredible. And uh, you probably saw Liz Parrish's talk at uh, Radfest 22, 2022 this year. She had this one awesome slide where she just showed this bar chart and showed, here's my telomeres uh, when I took the, my own therapy 10 years ago. And here's here they get a little longer two years later, a little longer two years later, and they just keep getting longer. That's incredible if you understand the implications of that because that does not happen for a normal human. It's like she's defying the laws of, of biology there by doing that. It's an incredible oh. thing to think. And so in theory, I should be somewhere close to the second bar on her slide where I've gone from having these super short telomeres to having 
I, well, I've gone from the bottom 1% of the population for my age group to around the bottom 35% in a year and a half. Wow. So, th- and that thing is just most likely going to keep improving, right? Because as you yeah. age, you're going to be moving into a higher percentile bracket yeah. because. And, and certainly Liz Parrish's own diagram shows continuous improvement. Now she has d- gotten her therapy done a second time since then. So who knows if it only lasts five years or 10 years or 15 or whatever. Uh, but in theory, these continue to, to remain in your cells and make your telomeres longer. And so, you know, this is super exciting because in theory, it should protect your cells from a lot of damage. Uh, it should be protective from cancer. Also, Bill Andrews had an awesome talk just after Liz Parrish's talk where he basically said the Hayflick limit um, prevents humans from living past 120. And the reason for that is because of your telomeres. Because of telomere shortening, it's just a fundamental biological law that you cannot live past 120. So, you know, I'm not making any predictions here. I'm not saying that I'm going to live past 120. But in theory, now that Liz Parrish and I and any of her other clients have gotten this gene therapy, we should, if we keep ourselves healthy in every other way, at least have a shot of living past 120. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it with the Hayflick limit, it's, it's, it's sort of like all the stuff you do for longevity is capped on this one particular issue, this telomere issue. So it's almost like if you, because look, I always, you know, I focus a lot on health span. Like, you know, I want to be not only a hundred year old person, but I want to be a hundred year old person that can work out and, and be active. But, you know, when you start really making a, a push into longevity, you have to sort of say to yourself, and I guess you did this, like, Hey, you know, there's a cap there and I have to, you know, essentially bust through that uh, or theoretically bust through it. And then everything else that I'm doing for longevity will follow up into that. Absolutely. And you have to understand, you know, it's, it's hard for people to, to wrap their heads around. Aging is many, several different things. We've got a really good sense of what they are now. There's the nine hallmarks of aging. Um, but there are different people have different risks in different areas, depending on their, their level of health and how much fitness they do and their diet uh, and their chronological age and all these other things, right? And so certain interventions might be more useful to you at 50, certain might be more useful at 70, certain other might be more useful at 90. And it's just a matter of, unless you address all these nine hallmarks of aging, you're not really gonna have a shot at living a very long time. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Steven. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. I wanted to take a moment to tell you about Thorn Supplements and why they are my favorite supplement manufacturer. They are formulated by a team of researchers and doctors. Every supplement's tested four times for purity, and they're held to the highest manufacturing standards in the world. They own their own machines, and they clean them more than they actually use them. This is why they're used in clinical trials all over the world and this is why i have been a partner of them for 10 years and here's what i have for you if you go to thorndiscount.com and you create an account you're going to get 20 percent off of every supplement on every single order and free shipping that's a heck of a deal it's pretty easy you just go to thorndiscount.com you create your account and then when you log in everything gets reduced by 20 percent always that's it check it out yeah who who because you know it's 
I've seen the, the different you know, pathways of aging defined many different ways. I think, um, who's the guy from Sins? Sins uh, Aubrey de Grey. Yeah, Aubrey. I think he had seven, right? Uh, yeah, um, I thought it was nine, but it could be seven. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, and, and it could be nine as well. I, I, I just, I thought it was seven, but... You know, and it's that's what's so interesting about these these conferences we go to. Like you see all these people that focus on one pathway, and then they yeah. come up with something like this. You know, like what you've done. You know, yeah. And um, people want to be able to boil it down to one thing. This one thing: senolytics are the cure for aging, or proteostasis is is the cure for aging. But none of those things individually is enough. Yeah, it's multifactorial for sure. And there's downstream effects of things. So a lot of times it's like, what's the master switch here? What is how do we and I and it, this is what to me separates a lot of the beginners from the people that are seasoned in this space is that a lot of people can be focusing on this like bottom or mid area and then someone goes look all you got to do is this and then you get that automatically right it's it's a it's a greater lever you know and you get this and this and this and this and this and this you know so. Right. I, you know a lot of times I will, I will I will call up somebody who is you know I know is far more um, intelligent in a certain field. And I'll say, what do you think of this? Cause I'm, you know, I'm considering it and it does this. They're like, well, yes, but why would you do it that way? It's so much easier to do it this way. Right. And you know, yeah. but uh, look, this is fascinating. And I mean, obviously uh, I think anyone listening can, can probably there's a sticker shock, you know, there's the price and then there's also, Oh my God, this is a gene therapy. And, you know, but when you actually start talking about it and you say, hey, look, here's where I was and here's where I am and here's where, how it's trending, yeah. you start actually going, hmm, uh, you know, I could, this actually makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah. Liz Parrish uh, has reported that she's seen about a growth in her telomere length of about 0.035 kilobases per year. I've actually seen 1.17 kilobases per year so far. Interesting. So, your so body mine seems like, to be growing a lot faster, even though it's the same therapy that she got. So I, I can't account for that discrepancy. Maybe it's because mine were so much shorter than hers to begin with. Um, but, you know, she's amazing, incredible scientist. And she's one year older than me. And she looks like her, she's in her 30s, super healthy. It's, it's just amazing, you know. And I talked to some uh, longevity scientists, gerontology researchers, whatever you want to call them, that say that, oh, telomeres are important. We already know that the important things for aging are stem cells or senolytics or what have you. And well, that's not really the case because, you know, first of all, you know, as, as I was, I mentioned Bill Andrews talk, you know, he made it very clear. You cannot live past 120 unless you do something about your telomeres. Um, also telomerase has a ton of other functions. Um, it has a lot of secondary effects besides making telomeres longer. It has a protective role in neurons. Um, BioViva has this dementia gene therapy where they inject uh, a gene therapy that generates clotho and telomerase. And they found that telomerase makes the treatment much more effective, even though you know, your neurons are not dividing. Um, it upgrades, uh, upregulates VEGF expression. It reduces DNA damage. It protects mitochondria. So there's all of these known additional functions of telomerase besides just making telomeres longer that say this is probably very geroprotective. Yeah. I mean, look, I, before we, you know, wrap this one up and move on to the next one, I just want to say or ask you did you have you noticed anything or is it hard to maybe if you have noticed something how much yeah. time did you have before you even did the next thing which maybe this that is made yeah you this is always a, a difficult question to ask uh 
on the one hand, I can't point to anything that got dramatically better, ex except possibly my kidney EGFR function, according to my blood test that did improve dramatically last year. Um, but also, you know, last year was a really rough year for me. My mother passed away about six weeks after I got this gene therapy. It was just super difficult for that reason and for a lot of other reasons. Um, and so because of all that chaos, uh, I can't really say exactly what the other effects of this gene therapy were. Yeah. Sorry to hear about your mother. Um, let's move on to the, the plasma exchange. Cause th yeah. this one kind of intrigues me. I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in, in understanding and learning about this and hearing about the, well, you know, exactly what the, it entails. So tell us a little bit about this therapeutic plasma exchange. Yeah. So, um, there are a couple of researchers who have been doing incredible work uh, on therapeutic plasma exchange, Dr. Dilbury Kiprov and Drs. Irina and Michael Convoy. Um, they've done experiments from, on mice for a long time. Uh, and there was always a lot of questions about, uh, you know, they knew that there was some sort of effect if you hooked the bloodstream of young mice and old mice together. And is that because the young mouse blood is going into the old mouse? Or is it because you're taking the blood out of the old mouse and putting it into the young mouse, right? Which one is causing the rejuvenation? Because you put an, you lock the, the bloodstreams of an old mouse and a young mouse together. It's called heterochronic parabiosis. And the two mice sort of get closer together in age. But the more research they've done, the more they've found that what really, really matters is getting the blood out of the old mouse. It's not that a young mouse's blood has these magic rejuvenation factors. It probably has some, but it's much more important that there are factors in an older mouse or an older person's blood that are actually stopping the body from regenerating itself. And all you need to do is take those out. So, um, interesting. So it's almost like just having almost like a dirty blood where you have like proteins that aren't working. They're not folding. They're, you know, like you have these things that are just clogging up the system almost. That's exactly what it is. Exactly what it is. So Dr. Irina Conboy uh, did an amazing study. I think it came out earlier this year. She found that there are 72 proteins associated with age. Um, and she was able to put together essentially an aging clock based on those proteins. Uh, and she also found that, you know, it has very similar results in humans to the way it works in mice. So where it seems to work equally well in humans. And it's incredible to see if you read her paper, you know, she shows this, this chart of these 72 age associated proteins, and she can take people in their 60s, 70s and 80s. And after five treatments of therapeutic plasma exchange, the protein profiles of these 70 and 80 year old people suddenly are, are almost identical, indistinguishable from people in their 20s and 30s. Wow. It's unbelievable. So now you have to ask, okay, are proteins the entire story? Is that the only thing? Definitely not. I'm sure there's a lot more to it, but it's also clear that it has profound effects on rejuvenation. And, and she also found that it has profound effects on the immune system and seems to be regenerating the, the immune system in these older patients. Yeah. I mean, I think, I, you know, I've, I've seen her talk and she talks about you know, that it's not so much that the body breaks down, but that we just don't regenerate anymore. And then what happens is because we're not regenerating, the old damaged sort of structures of the body aren't um, allowing, you know, they're not allowing regeneration to happen as well. It's like this feedback loop, right? So it's like, 
Yep. You can't regenerate. The old tissue doesn't have the the faculties to regenerate. You know, yeah. it, it's atrophying. And so you, you just get in this exponential decline, right? Yes, that's exactly it. And, and the thing to remember is a cell doesn't know how old it is. It doesn't know that it's an old cell. It just knows I'm a cell. And what's actually making it old seems to be the environment. It's these proteins in the bloodstream that are telling it, I'm in the body of an 80-year-old person. And if you change what's in the blood, you can allow that cell to reju rejuvenate itself again. And they've the fact that they've been able to identify a lot of these proteins like TLR4 and P16 and P21, senescence-associated proteins, and start to understand how they are blocking the body from rejuvenating itself. And all you need to do to get rid of them is essentially wash out the blood. So when you get a therapeutic plasma exchange procedure, essentially you've got a needle stuck in one arm and another needle stuck in the, in the other arm, and they drain the blood out of one arm. It goes through a plasmapheresis machine, and that separates out all the platelets and the red and white blood cells. And then in the other arm, they inject essentially saline solution plus albumin. Albumin is, is a critical component of blood. Uh, it's a key antioxidant, uh, and you've got to make sure that you've got, you know, f at least around 5% albumin when it goes back in. And so then they mix that essentially artificial blood with all of your red, white blood cells and your, and your platelets and so on. They do that for about 70% of your total blood plasma. And so uh, I got mine done at the Maxwell Clinic in Nashville, Tennessee in October. I had two treatments. One was on a Tuesday and one was on a Thursday. Each one replaced about 70% of my blood plasma. So the total amount of plasma that got replaced was about 90%. Now, immediately after I got this therapy, I got to say I had the best sleep of my life. Uh, I felt a little tired, but honestly, kind of amazing. It felt like a lot of the crap that had accumulated in my body over the last 50 years was just suddenly gone. It's a really hard feeling to describe. And it's really rare that I do some sort of treatment other than exercise. And I notice an immediate biological effect, but here I really did. And so I had awesome sleep for about five days after the first treatment. Uh, and so here's an amazing thing, right? Um, Epigenetic age. Um, one of the best biomarkers for aging that we currently have is what's known as an epigenetic age test. Um, essentially, epigenetics is all of the different methyl markers on your DNA, methyl groups and acetyl groups and all sorts of stuff like that. There's different regions of your DNA that are designed to be decorated with these different molecules. A uh, guy named Steve Horvath about 15 or 20 years ago invented this thing called the Horvath clock that very accurately could measure someone's biological age by measuring certain methyl, methyl groups and then combining them mathematically in the right way. And you could estimate someone's age, biological age, give or take two years with very high accuracy. Uh, since then, a lot of additional epigenetic clocks have been developed, but the best one we know of is... Uh, from a company called True Diagnostic. They look at literally thousands of epigenetic markers. Uh, and so that is pre pretty much considered the gold standard in epigenetic clocks. Um, a lot of longevity researchers would say, we don't have any good epigenetic clocks. None of them are accurate. And yes, that's true technically, but also this is the closest thing we have and it's pretty darn accurate overall. Now, what I found, which was really amazing, um, my epigenetic age. Now, I, I should also add epigenetic age is pretty hard to reverse. Um, for most people, it's pretty close to their actual biological age. 
Uh, I remember hearing about Greg Fahey's uh, trim trial a couple of years ago. I think that was Radfest 2019. I heard about that. Um, and they were, in addition to rejuvenating the thymus, they were able to reverse people's epigenetic age by like four or five years on average. And at the time that was like, holy cow, this is groundbreaking. We've reversed epigenetic age four or five years and a whole cohort of people with this one set of, of therapies. Uh, and at the time I was blown away by that. Uh, but what I found was when I did these two therapeutic plasma exchange therapies, my own true diagnostic epigenetic age estimate went down nine years in nine days. Wow. Yes. Wow. I, it, that's amazing. I've done the true diagnostic test and I did it years ago when it first came out and, um, maybe it was during COVID almost. Um, I forget cause I'm, I was so impressed. I got a call from, um, what's his name? That super young kid. He was like a wizard. He was really, um, God, he used to do all the stuff on peptides from um, TaylorMade. I forget. Yeah, I'm not doesn't, sure. Doesn't matter. But I had a good conversation with him. I did the test, and I was—I must say—I was a little disappointed because I thought, like, I'm going to come in like way below it, and you know, and and I was like, eh, okay. And um, but it's it. I mean, it's it's one of those things that you know, for what you're doing, where you're really moving the needle. Like that test is, is, it's probably very inspiring to see that test move. Cause like you yes. said, I don't think it's that easy to, to move the, the mark on that yeah, stuff. It's incredibly difficult to change your, your epigenetic age. And uh, for me seeing nine years of age reversal, epigenetic age reversal, according to this estimate within just nine calendar days was absolutely blew my mind. And so really curious to see what the two month follow-up is Maxwell clinic told me that they usually see six or seven years of epigenetic age reversal within two months after the first set of treatments, which by itself is incredible, but I've already beaten that by two years in a week. And so who knows what the two month follow-up is going to be. By the way, before we go any further, I forgot to do the disclaimers at the yeah, beginning. Okay. So I got to do those. These are all experimental treatments. None of this is medical advice. I'm not a medical professional, uh, not encouraging anyone to try any of these in interventions. This is all for uh, educational purposes only, and please do your own research and consult with your primary care physician before undertaking any of these therapies or any other therapies. So had to get that out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. We probably should have led with that, but I think that, look, it's almost the disclaimer almost speaks for itself kind of for what we're talking about, but, uh, yeah. thank you for that. And, um, so, so how many of these are you doing? You're doing five of them. Uh, I'm doing a total of eight. Basically, uh, I was talking to, to Maxwell Clinic about my reasons for wanting to do this. So they suggested th the way they do it is they do two therapeutic plasma exchange treatments within a single week, uh, separated by at least 48 hours. And apparently the reason for this is, you know, they do the first treatment and then they want your cells to be able to exchange their intracellular fluid with your blood plasma. And so they want 48 hours for that. And so my first treatment was on a Tuesday and a Thursday back in early October. I'm going to be doing it again in January, uh, again on a Tuesday and Thursday, and then a, a third pair of treatments two, three months after that, and then a fourth pair of treatments three months after that. So wow. a total of eight treatments. And how long does one treatment last or, or so, take? How long does it take? Yeah. So it takes about four hours. Uh, and that does make it a bit challenging because you're, you're sitting in a chair and you do not drink, want to drink a lot of water before you sit in that chair and, you know, 
Yeah. Thankfully, yeah. I've been able to do it without having to cause any inconveniences. But, you know, four hours is a long time to be sitting in a chair and it's not easy. Yeah. But, you know, if if this one has that punch where you feel good afterwards, you know, that's like an added bonus because some things you do and you're like, oh, they're working, but I don't necessarily feel it because it's like watching my fingernails grow. It's like yeah. I'm not going to notice it if I just sit and watch my fingernails all day. Right. So they're actually just diluting your blood. Yeah. Right. They're yeah. just so, yeah, they're, they're essentially just diluting your, your blood plasma. Uh, 70% gets diluted with each treatment. They also did give me a treatment of exosomes at the very end of oh. the second treatment, which probably helped. That probably had some part in the epigenetic age reversal that I saw. Um, they also uh, have you on some supplements before your first treatment just to minimize potential side effects. And they also inject you with things like a little bit of uh, zinc and magnesium and, and things like that. Um, I don't, I don't remember exactly what, but, but basic vitamins and stuff like that. They, they sent me a whole list of like, yeah, we inject a very small amount of these things just to reduce the risk of side effects during the therapy. Yeah. And about how much is this, this therapy? It's $4,500, just under $4,500 per treatment. Okay. So that, that one's a little bit more uh, yeah. approachable. Yeah. It's, it's expensive, but it's worth it. Do you know of like... People that are doing that, I mean, because I imagine, like I thought about you before we had this talk and I thought it must be, it must be difficult for you to walk around and relate or people to relate to you. Because I know even just me, like someone who's like a health enthusiast and a biohacker, like it, you, you have to go to conferences to meet people like you. But yeah. even you go to conferences and probably don't meet people like you, right? I mean yeah. – yeah, no, there are not too many people doing this. Uh, I have met a couple. I'm part of this gerontology research group, and I know a few folks on there who are, are starting to do plasmapheresis. But this, this thing is just starting to take off, uh, and there's still clinical trials being done. I know that Dr. Dobry Kiprov is doing a, a clinical trial in Mill Valley, California, that even in, includes a control group to figure out what is the most effective regimen for human rejuvenation. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm... I'm uh, selfishly happy that, uh, you know, it, we've got uh, connected. I mean, look, you're a fantastic guy. We hit, I think we hit it off immediately, but I, I will be, it'll be nice to sort of know that I can go, Hey, I want to try some stuff. This is what I'm noticing. I need to work on. What do you, you know, like who, yeah. like send me some info on some stuff like you did even on the, on these protocols you're doing. Yeah. And one of the amazing things also, um, with this uh, therapeutic plasma exchange treatment is uh, they monitor your, your blood biomarkers before and after every treatment. And I've also been, you know, I, I get blood tests done once or twice a month. And so I've seen really significant improvements in a lot of the, just the basic blood biomarkers that you could get done at Quest or LabCorp, things like uric acid. Before the first treatment, my uric acid level was 7.5 milligrams per deciliter, which is way too high. I had been trying to lower it for like nine months. Nothing I did made any difference in my uric acid levels. This was based on reading the book Drop Acid, which I believe is written by, uh, I think it's David Perlmutter. I can't quite remember. Um, but anyway, fantastic book, but nothing I did would lower it. Uh, and these two therapeutic plasma exchange treatments dropped it to 2.2. Wow. So problem solved instantly. Yeah, that's what we were talking about. Like, what's the what's the bigger switch, right? Because you could probably spend a year trying to figure that one little problem out, and then you just jumped up ahead of the the right. hierarchy. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. I mean, you know, that one seems like 
I mean, you're not, you're really not putting a foreign agent in your body. You're just putting saline and albumin, right? Yes. Your, your blood already has, is like close to 5% albumin. So all you're doing is putting in albumin to replace the albumin that you've lost, uh, along with other trace minerals that are already in your body, like zinc. Yeah. I, I mean, I would imagine, I would imagine that one could come down in price, like, yeah, pretty easily. I mean, I could, I could see that being offered at like a next health clinic. Yeah. You know, have, yeah. do you know those, those places? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard of those. Yeah. Yeah. They're, you know, they're, they, I live, you know, I live in LA and they're, you know, you have all these like places that pop up that are like the next health, you know, type thing. And, um, I went there for some tests, you know, a little bit, but, uh, you know, I, I, I'm happy to see these places, you know, pop up because it's, you know, there's a, now a market for this stuff and people are cluing into it and we need that so that the, the com- competition drives the price down. And, and, right. uh, because and the I, great I, thing about this is, you know, it, it relies totally on off the shelf components. There's no new technologies in here. Everything involved in the procedure has been just a core part of standard medical science for decades right? Plasmapheresis machines, it's off the shelf equipment. This procedure is FDA approved for a number of conditions. So it's not anything new here. It's just that we're now finding out that this has these powerful rejuvenation effects. Yeah. I mean, a, a nurse could probably do this to herself if she looked at the research and, and yeah. you know, had the, the machine next to her, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, let's Let's move into your the third therapy you've done, and this is a folostatin plasma therapy, right? Yeah. So I mentioned at the beginning uh, that there was 36% mouse lifespan extension with folostatin gene therapy. Um, now, uh, folostatin, you know, you're a fitness guru and you know all about folostatin, right? So folostatin is best known for blocking myostatin. Your muscles basically have this protein called myostatin and its whole purpose in life is to keep your your body from spending too much resources on building big muscles. Um, And uh, folostatin temporarily blocks the myostatin. I remember uh, seeing uh, something like 20 years ago, a a TV special on this 14-year-old kid in Germany who was born with a condition where his body didn't generate enough myostatin. And this kid was like, absolute tank. He didn't even have to work out, but he was like, you know, baby Arnold Schwarzenegger just because his body was not producing a lot of myostatin. And so his muscles never got the signal to stop growing. Um, yeah, we, I don't mean to cut you off, but I've, I've seen, and I've trained athletes and, you know, I've seen some, some gymnasts even, and I'm like, I remember they're rare, but like you see these kids where you're like, you are like a bodybuilder. Like you could, should just go, I told this one kid, like, you should just go into bodybuilding. Like you're, you would, it would be so much easier for you. And, and I'm certain that he had some genetic propensity for, for, for yep. blocking it, you know? Yep. Yep. That, that could very well be true. Um, one of the funny things about folostatin is that you can't just inject folostatin and, and hope that you'll get good results because it has a super short half-life. Like if you inject folostatin in the morning, I think the half-life is something like three or four hours. I could be off a little bit there. But if you inject yourself with folostatin, no matter how much you inject, by the end of the day, it's pretty much gone from your system. So it's really not going to make a difference. And you're going to get the benefits from chronically increasing the amount of folostatin to block that myostatin. Uh, Now, there's a company called Minicircle uh, based here in Austin. Um, 
I met with the founder back in July uh, and he told me about some of the incredible work that they're doing. Now, many circles essentially, essentially makes uh, plasmid therapy. They inject these uh, little circles of DNA uh, called plasmids into your fat cells. And then those circles of DNA just encode for a certain protein. And then the cells generate that protein and the protein makes its way into the bloodstream. So wait, it's it's working in the membrane to do this? Not in the membrane. It's inside the cell. It's inside the cell. Okay. Yeah. So it's just a little circle of DNA. Okay. And so that DNA goes inside your cell and just gets endlessly transcribed into this protein. And pretty soon, you know, the cell is full of this protein and it makes its way out got of it. the cell and into your bloodstream. Okay. And so got it. they'll inject you with, I don't know, a couple million, a couple billion, I don't know how many of these plasmids. And those will, over time, raise your levels of whatever the, the protein is that they've encoded for. So they've got one for folostatin. My understanding is they've also got an HIV therapy that like encodes for the actual HIV antibody protein. So that could be a cure for HIV, which would be awesome. Um, wow, this stuff it, is fascinating what's happening. It's yeah, unbelievable. It's, it's very, very interesting. And uh, I now... One big difference here is that unlike the uh, therapy offered by integrated health systems, the telomerase therapy that I got in March of last year, this is a lot cheaper. I was able to get in free in October because this is a clinical trial. Uh, and, you know, talking with the founders, their costs are super low. I mean, it's just maybe 10 or 20,000 bucks to actually generate all of these plasmids for, wow. for the entire cohort. And so someday they're going to be able to offer it to people for like five figures instead of six figures, which is yeah. a huge difference. Um, Absolutely. They're, they're doing it's clinical awesome. testing right now. Uh, it, these plasmids last in, in your cells for about 18 months. They gradually degrade and it's also reversible. So if you get their plasmid therapy and you suspect that, oh, I'm not comfortable with this or I think it's causing some side effect, all you have to do is take either tetracycline or doxycycline and there's a built-in kill switch and that'll just kill off all the plasmids. Well, that's, that's a nice piece of, of mind, you know, yeah. I mean, hopefully you don't need that, those antibiotics for something else. Right. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I remember hearing in, um, reading, um, lifespan by David Sinclair and yeah, they book. had, they had given a gene therapy to the, these mice and rolled them back in time, aged them backwards. And then they would give them like, um, antibiotic in order to, turn it back the other way so they could literally just go back and forth and i mean this was in 2019 and i was like this is this is unbelievable and so you're already seeing like a, a little piece of that just for like a specific thing that it seems like that what you're saying it's not that expensive so yeah this seems like a nice sort of maybe vertical for for certain therapies Oh, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, a ton of therapies. I mean, the, the uh, integrated health system stuff is great because they can eventually target these their viruses, viral vectors to certain tissues and say, you know, we want our folostatin only to go into muscles or things like that. But the, this plasma therapy is just orders of magnitude cheaper. And so, you know, in the near term, this I think this has a lot more potential for delivering a lot of these kinds of beneficial gene therapies. Um, yeah. And I met, you know, stuff. Yeah. And I imagine this is like really good for, you know, people that are starting to move into that sarcopenia, you know, time in their life where they, they start losing a pound of muscle a year. And, um, it's, 
it's, it's expensive for the body to, you know, it, the body thinks, okay, if I'm going to prioritize building muscle, I may be giving up a little bit to my brain, the resources, or I may be giving up a little bit of, of certain physical traits like speed, or, you know, there's a, you have, there's a, there's a lot to anyone that's put on size. Like for me, like I've gone through like different times in my life where I've like, I'm going to put on a lot of muscle. The cost of maintaining and keeping that muscle is significant in terms of the nutrients yep. and the, you know, everything that has to be done to keep it too. So to kind of tweak this at a certain time in your age where you're also worried about losing bone mineral density, I'm sure keeping strong muscles because the, the weaker your, 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 your body won't build muscles that are stronger than your bones can handle, right? Like those things right. are mechanisms are kind of already hardwired in there. So I would imagine that you're getting bone mineral density, uh, keeping it, and then you're uh, keeping precious muscle on your body, which is staving off frailty. I mean, you look at everybody that gets in their start when they start getting in their sixties, especially seventies. And when that starts, you can see their frame starting to like, become very fragile yeah. and if you want to be active in your 70s you want to be you want to have muscle and you want to have bone mineral density right absolutely muscle save muscle saves lives absolutely yeah um yeah and and a, a bunch of the people in the clinical trial with me uh in my cohort in october uh, we're older individuals who specifically were worried about sarcopenia, right? One guy yeah. I remember just found out he, he'd been clinically diagnosed with sarcopenia. And so that's why he was there. Um, but essentially, you know, we, we flew to Roatan, which is an island off the coast of Honduras. And then next day went to a, a clinic on the island and uh, just injected us uh, in, in the belly fat. Took about five minutes, you know, besides all the tests and stuff. The actual injection, you know, was super fast. Um, yeah. And in theory, they should pack on about what I was told was that the, with the first cohort, they saw an additional three and a half pounds of muscle mass and three and a half pounds of fat loss across the cohort on average. Personally, I have not seen any changes in my muscle mass or my fat mass in the last two months based on DEXA scans, uh, which, which are very accurate. So yeah. I'm not seeing the results yet. I'm hoping I will. But the main reason I'm doing this is more for the longevity than the body composition. Yeah. A have you been hitting up the uh, ARX machine? Yes. Yeah. So I have an ARX machine at home now. Uh, I hit that four out of five days every week. Uh, I'm con seeing incredible strength gains. But other than the first, you know, six weeks or so, my uh, muscle mass gains have stalled out, which is very confusing to me. I don't, I really don't understand how I could be consistently gaining strength. I'm up two, 3% every time I do every exercise, but not seeing improvements in muscle mass at this point. And in spite of a higher protein intake. So currently I'm trying to debug what's going on there. Yeah. Why, I mean, why is my mass stop, stopped out, topped out when my strength is continuing to slowly rise? Yeah. I mean, it, for those of you who don't know, the ARX machine is a, an isokinetic machine that allows you to do, I think, it, it, all five of the foundational movement patterns. And so it, you can set the end point and the out point and the time for the rep, for the concentric and the eccentric. So you can say, I want a five-second five second concentric, five-second uh, eccentric. And then no matter how hard you push, 
it will keep you on that track no matter what. So as you're, you know, you could even do it, be doing a bench press and then just let go of the bars and the thing's not, nothing's going to fall on you. Nothing. It just stops in space. Right. And so this is like, it's one of the most advanced ways and safest ways of building and, and maintaining muscle. I imagine what is happening from, you know, just my, what I think, um, for, with you is when you get stronger. So if you look at muscle, so like phase one of muscle building is muscle endurance. So that's typically these low weight, high reps. Now you're, you're actually building pathways to the muscle to, to give more blood flow, more oxygen, like nutrients, right? Like, you know, building endurance. Then you move into the hypertrophy and that's going to be like that typical 10 rep range, right? That's when you start actually putting on some size, but a, some, a lot of that is sarcoplasmic. So it's fluid, right. right? And so then when you start getting into this, you know, one to five rep range, now you're moving into what's called maximal strength. Mm -hmm. You, you get muscles, but they're dense and they're hard, but they're not going to necessarily be bigger like they were if you were in that like eight to 12 range. So that ARX, you might play around with the protocols. It's, it's, that machine is kind of built for an all out effort. It's kind of maximal, but at the end of the day, the beauty of having those dense muscles is if you don't work out for two or three weeks, you keep them. The sarcoplasmic type stuff kind of dissipates. You always got to be pumping them up a little right. bit, you know, so. Yeah. That's I mean, just, what I'm currently doing just to share my routine with you a little bit is uh, my routine was inspired by Carl Lenore, who runs the superhuman radio podcaster. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's an advanced power lifter. Uh, you know, I know we're close to his level, but essentially I'll do five reps with 30 seconds in between to rest. Um, so every exercise, five reps with, with 30 seconds just to recover so I can put the maximal amount of power into every single rep. So maybe I need to just do more reps. Well, here's the thing when you, the, the other thing too, is as you move into that, that one to five rep range, you're now, you're actually training the central nervous system more than you are training the, the sort of, uh, muscle sort of pathways, you know, you're, you're, mm -hmm. you are really taxing the central nervous system. And so when you get into that range, um, you need to rest longer between, I would move more into three minutes of rest between those because, wow, yeah, because okay. if you're going all out for five reps, mm -hmm. you're, t I mean, you're really hitting that central nervous system. That, yeah. That's my opinion. You know, now the ARX might muddy the waters because it's like, it's not traditional weightlifting. It, it's, it's got its own sort of the isokinetic component might, the protocols might be a little different, yeah. but I can tell you, you know, typically when you're in the eight and up or, you know, up eight reps and up, then you can run things more like a hit. You can get in that 30 seconds, you know, when you start moving to one to five, you are hitting that nervous system and you might find that you're going to if you go home and you're like, man, I'm blown out. I can't do anything. Mm -hmm. You've blown out your central nervous system, you know, and right. you, those, it needs longer to recover. That's like power yeah. training, you yeah. know? So 
You don't have to take my word for it. You can always like look it up online and kind of see that stuff, you know? Thank you. That's awesome advice. I need to experiment with that. Um, So I had a couple more things I wanted to get to on Folostatin. Absolutely. Hit it. If I can can just rewind to that. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so Folostatin, you know, there are a lot of different things in the body uh, that start out high when you're young and gradually decline with age. And Folostatin, you know, is one of them, you know, fetus has a Folostatin level of between 55 and 60 nanograms per milliliter. Um, by the time you're a teenager, it's I think in, in the teens or, or low twenties. Uh, and then by the time you become an adult, it's less than five nanograms per milliliter, typically uh, different for different people. So um, this therapy presumably uh, based on the subjects they've tested so far should be raising folostatin to around 21 or 22 nanograms per milliliter. You know, it should be enough for some, you know, pretty robust muscle growth. But uh, yeah. just like telomerase, folostatin has a bunch of secondary effects. And it's, you know, it's important to remember those. It activates this transcription pathway called FOXO3, which is uh, improves DNA repair, uh, maintains stem cells. Uh, it improves your oxidative stress response. Uh, and it's really good for autophagy. That is clearing out the junk inside your cells. Yeah. And, and I so think that Fox probably three... accounts for, oh, I'm so, sorry, it probably no, accounts no. for the massive life extension that you saw with mice. I think 36% with Folstatin. Yeah. And, and I think that's what, um, what sauna, why sauna has those benefits. Cause it su- supposedly turns on this Fox O3. Yeah. If you're lucky enough to have, you know, some people, it also depends if you have how much you have of that Fox O3, right? Are you, you know, mm-hmm. um, if you have the, the variants, uh, Man, this has just been uh, – I mean, look, I have to just say that I absolutely honor your uh, you know, commitment to keeping your biology on this planet. You know, I mean, it Thank is – it's really remarkable Likewise. what you've done. You know, thanks. You know, I mean, when you – you know, it, like I said, it can be shocking some of the stuff you're doing. But then, you know, I mean, I think it's, it's cool. I mean, you're, you are, you know – and look, you've busted your ass, I'm sure, to to get where you are and have the means to do this stuff. But you're making it a priority. And I, I mean, I think that, you know, you're really you've you've got you've got a book in here or something, right? I mean, you, you're an author. Like, tell us about your book you're doing. Oh, yeah. OK. Uh, well, th- well, thanks for giving me an opportunity to plug my book. I appreciate that. So I, I was in video games for almost 30 years. Um fascinating industry and it's you know changed dramatically since i got in in 1994 um my book is essentially a book about leadership yeah in many ways it's an opportunity for me to tell a lot of my stories of some of the crazy things that had happened to me or around me or to other developers that i know in the industry and put them all together in a really entertaining way that's also going to teach a lot of lessons uh, about leadership, culture, and values, and how really the leaders, not to spoil it for anybody, but a leader's fundamental job is to understand what are your organization's values, how do those values build your culture, and then how does that culture drive your outcomes? And so it really is the story of four heroic video game developers doing the best they can to get good outcomes under difficult circumstances, drawing that link for themselves. Uh, but also showing you how that works in terms of the day-to-day of all of the crazy office politics and all of the chaos that surrounds them. So yeah. 
it should be out probably in February. We're putting a ton of work into the audiobook. We've got a cast of more than 35 professional voice actors who we spliced their lines on top of my underlying narration. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and I got to say, it's turned out way beyond my expectations not to pat myself on the back too much here, but it should be out in, in February or March. Uh, if you're going to buy it, definitely encourage you to buy the audiobook because it's just going to be a lot better than the paperback version when you get right Yeah, it sounds it. like a like a, a audio play, right? It's essentially an audio play, and it's going to be called The Four Swords, A Parable of Leadership, Video Games, and Dead Dragons. Fantastic. We'll put a link in that in the, the show notes. I, I want to say this as someone who's coached teams before and who's had good years and not so good years. And if you lead any group of people, culture, even if it's become cliche to say culture, it, it, it really is something you have to wrap your head around and, and learn how to create. Because I used to tell my, my, my team, I said, listen, you have two coaches, you have me and the other coach. And there would be like, let's say 30, 30 of these athletes. I said, but if you subscribe to what we're teaching you and you believe in this and you buy in a hundred percent and you all hold each other accountable. I said, now you have 31 coaches, right? Yeah. Each and every one of you has 31 coaches because you will hold this person accountable and you will hold that person accountable and you will, hold, everyone will hold each other accountable. And literally what happens is, is you got to protect it when it happens. But this, this is my experience, but uh -huh. literally you can just take your hands off the wheel yeah. and it is a self-perpetuating machine. And when, yeah. when that happens, it's the greatest, it, 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 it all makes sense, yeah. but it is so hard to get to that because it's a lot it of is. just drama and, and, and very few leaders really understand how to build that. And, uh, it's like, it's like Peter Drucker always said, culture eats strategy for breakfast. Yeah. 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 That's fantastic. You have the best strategy in the world, but if you got a broken culture, it's the car is not going to go anywhere. Yeah. 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 I mean, look, I mean, if Paul, this is, uh, this has been a very enlightening com conversation and, but also at the same time, you, you've really sort of allowed some of these, you know, therapies that I might've set and looked at in a conference and said, okay, it's coming. It's coming. You've, you've, allowed me to, to really go, ah, I can see how you can address your biology with some of these and look, they're available right now. Yeah. There There's are so available. much more possible right now than most people realize. And again, you're never going to hear about any of this in the mainstream me news media ever. Yeah. Well, I have no idea it even exists. Well, and that's why we need you, you know, and that's why I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you came on here and, and, and you were like the perfect first guest for this. And the fact that you were adamant about, you know, Hey, this is my schedule. It's my schedule, my schedule. And you just forced me to be ready. Cause I was like, oh, I'm probably not quite ready yet. I need to, you know, but I was like, what am I waiting on? I want to talk to this guy. And, and, you know, like, you know, I, I tend, since I'm such a perfectionist, I, I always try to everything I create now leave a little something unperfect because I, I, you know, when you've been judged for 20 years on your performances by, a, a, you know, judges <laughs> as a gymnast, it can be, it can wreak havoc because I can overplan a million, you know, till the end yeah. of time, yeah. you know? So it, I want to ask you one last question is how would you like to be known or remembered, you know, whether it's, you know, in the future or in this space? Yeah. I, I mean, the main thing is I'd like to still be around. 
right? I don't want mm -hmm. people to have to remember me, right? I'm not yeah. saying I'm going to live forever, but, uh, you know, when I close my eyes, I see the Grim Reaper coming out with, with a double-barreled shotgun, you know, and, and I may never be immortal. I'm going to die someday, but I want to be able to take that shotgun and turn it around, right? I need nice. to be able to do everything I can to fight that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, again, disclaimers apply, talk to your primary care physician. But at the end of the day, for me, the definition of a biohacker is somebody who takes full responsibility for their own health, right? Yeah, and absolutely. So you, you've got to look at what's out there and you've got to decide what therapies do I want to take? Which ones do I not want to take? What lifestyle changes do I want to make that are going to get me closer to that goal? Yeah, well... Thank you for, for, you know, making some of these things seem more of a reality to us. And uh, if people want to find you, reach out to you, where can they find you? Yeah, probably the best place is LinkedIn. Uh, I've got a pretty unique last name. It's T-O-Z-O-U-R. Uh, it's Tozer, Rhymes with Bulldozers. So just look me up on LinkedIn. Send me a message on there. You can also connect through Facebook. If you're still listening, you're awesome. And I just want to say thank you for joining me this week. Before you go, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can receive new episodes right when they're released. And if you're enjoying the podcast, I'd love to ask you to leave me a review in Apple Podcasts. Reviews are one of the major ways that Apple ranks their podcasts. So even though it only takes a few seconds, it really does make a difference. Thank you again for joining me on this episode of the Stephen McCain Podcast. I'll see you next time.